Genesis chapter 3. If you're looking for Genesis, open your book. Alright, that should help you a little bit. Alright, Genesis chapter 3. A very similar story that I hope we all know, but I think we need to go back over it a little bit. How about that, Kenny? That's where the Lord's led us, that's what we're going to do. And I should probably have my Bible open too, it'll probably help. Genesis chapter 3. I'm again reading verse number 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Yeah, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden. God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth not know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed figs, leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. We're going to be preaching out of verse, verses 1 through 8. We're going to focus on verse 1, though. Notice it begins by saying, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. And if the Lord would help me, I'd like to preach on a very simple thought of when Satan whispers. And let us pray. Oh, dear Heavenly Father God, I'm so thankful for His opportunity, Lord. You've allowed us, Lord, be back behind your sacred desk, God. I'm so thankful, Lord, that you've just allowed us to be gathered once again in your holy name and your sacred house, Lord. I'm truly so blessed, God, to be able to call myself a child of yours, Lord. And God, honestly, I'm blessed to call myself anything because without you, I'd be nothing, Lord. God, Lord, if I was a homeless man, if I still had you, I'd still be richer than all the richest people in the world, God. God, if I knew no word in my mind, but I had your heart, your word upon the table of my heart, God, I'd be more wise than anybody. God, it does not matter what I have in this world, for if I don't have you, it does not amount to anything. God, I have to have you or I won't have anything, Lord. If I don't have your mercy flowing through me, God, I don't have anything. But thank the Lord God Almighty, Lord, that I have your mercy inside of my soul and I have the blood applied to my heart, God. But God, I pray you just help me this morning, God, just to get out of the way. And God, I pray you preach through me this morning, God. 
God, I pray you just lay down your spirit upon me, God, and you just anoint me under the power, God, of your Holy Ghost. And just, God, help me to be obedient to your will, Lord. And God, I pray you ignite a fire in my soul to preach your word with more fervor today than I ever have before. And God, just help us to be faithful, God. Help us to preach the whole word and to hide nothing, God. Lord, just lead us and guide us and protect us. And I pray, God, you draw a lost sinner, Lord, out of the house of God or to the video on Facebook. I pray that you get pricked with conviction, God. God. I pray they can come to know you, Lord, before it's everlasting too late. And God, I pray you just make a way in this house and bless every soul that's here, Lord. And God, I pray you open their hearts and their souls to listen, God, and to hear what you're trying to say. And God, let it feed them. But if it needs to hurt them, let it convict them, God. Because right now, we do not need any happy-go-lucky sermon. No, Lord, we need the truth of your word. And I pray you preach the whole truth today. And God, I would love to see a soul saved if it be in your will. And I pray it all be done in Jesus' holy and wonderful name will we pray. Amen. Now there is a good possibility that Genesis chapter 3 may be the most famous story in all the Bible. And if you don't believe in Genesis chapter 3, turn on the news and you will. The entire story is all about the fall of mankind. But before we get there, let's talk about them, the context behind what we just read. That way we really understand what we just read, shall we? See, what happened was God created all the heavens and the earth in six days. I believe this. He made it in six days. He rested on the seventh. I believe that with all my soul. I believe he made the entire universe and everything in it in six 24-hour days. And after that, he rested on the seventh day. You're probably thinking, Hunter, that's impossible. With man, it may be impossible. With God, all things are made possible. And if the Word of God says that he made it in six days and rested on the seventh, then you best believe he made it in six days and rested on the seventh. That's what I believe because that's what the Word of God says. You see, what happened was God made this entire universe totally perfect, Ben. He made it without sin, without failure, without, without heartache, without pain. It had nothing wrong with it. And I tell you, probably the best uh, example of perfection is the Garden of Eden. You know, you it says in the Garden of Eden that, that there were lush trees and there were flowers and the animals ran around with each other all the time and nobody got killed or, or hurt or ate or nothing like that. And the streams, they were clear as crystal and the, and the trees, they were lush as I don't know what. But you know, the most beautiful thing in the entire garden according to God's word was his, was his final creation which was the man that was called Adam. He said that was his finest creation was Adam the man. What happened was God told Adam I want you to watch over all the beasts of the field and watch over everything inside of this garden. And what God did he seen Adam doing all this stuff and he seen that Adam was lonely. Adam needed a partner so God said I'm going to make you a partner. So, I, so he caused Adam to enter a great sleeping to the rib out of Adam. And what happened was that rib became a woman named Eve. And what we find here with the very first marriage in the entire Bible between Adam and Eve, the father and mother of our generation. I believe that with everything in me. And you may not know that if you go to scientifically speaking, all of humanity traces back to the same ancestor. Did you know that? They traced everybody back a few years ago and they found that we all are similar in our gene 
in our gene pool. We're having some things similar on the inside of us. And that's because we all share the same original ancestor in Adam and Eve. But let's go a little bit farther than this. You see what happened was Adam and Eve didn't know any sin, Joy. They didn't know anything wrong. They ran around and didn't have any clothes on. They didn't realize they were naked. They had nothing to be ashamed of. They hadn't done anything wrong. They had nothing to worry about. Everything was given to them. i tell you how good things were. They walked with God Himself every single day. I want you to imagine that right now. Imagine you're walking in the garden with God Himself. Isn't that a wonderful thought? Well, Adam and Eve were able to do that every day of their lives. Then what we see happen was life was perfect in the garden. Everything that could be right was right. And everything that could be great was great. What we see happening was... There was a certain snake entered the garden, and this snake has its name, but we're not going to give him his name yet. I'm sure most everybody knows who I'm referring to, but it's good we understand the story before we go any further. What we happen is we have a little snake, and it goes a walking into the garden. Yeah, you heard me right. Did y'all know before the, before the fall of man, snakes had legs? Ain't that interesting? I always thought that'd be the creepiest thing in the world, see a snake running around with four little legs. Wouldn't that scare you right out of your mind? I know it would me. We find this thing walking into the garden and we find him start talking to Eve. And he says, Eve, why don't you eat of this tree? For what you see had happened was God had told them they could do anything they wanted. They could eat any tree. They could play with any animal. They can go anywhere they desire. But the one thing, Kenny, they could not do, the very one thing they could not do was eat of a very specific tree. And it was a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And you ain't thinking, why not because God said not to what more reason do you need if God said not to do something you don't need to do it it don't matter what his reasoning is if God says a bad idea it's probably a bad idea but what we see happening was that snake came up and said but why don't why would God not want you to do that why does God not want you to eat of that tree and he said well I don't really know and that snake said oh I know it's because God's scared of you that sounds stupid now don't it Oh, God's scared of what we could become. No, that's not the case. For you see, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you see, no man no man is able to understand good and evil. Do you understand me? No man can understand what's right and what's wrong. If you don't believe me, go turn on the news and watch everybody fighting over things that don't matter. They're all trying to figure out what's good and what's evil. And that's not up to us to decide. Adam and Eve, they should have trusted what God said was good and what God said was even when they ate of that tree, they decided they knew better than God. They decided they knew better than what God knew. Well, what happened was that snake, we're going to go back a little bit about that snake, shall we? That snake had a name. You see, he wasn't always a snake, Joey. He used to be an angel up in heaven with God himself. And his name was Lucifer. We all know Lucifer, don't you? And you don't know Lucifer, you probably ain't saved. I can tell you right now, I deal with him every day of my life. And you best believe leave it. But you might be thinking, what happened to Lucifer? You see, Lucifer decided he wanted to be just like God, Kenny. He decided he wanted to reign with God and be as strong as God. And I want you to know right now, God is a jealous God and he won't know have other gods before if anybody tries to be a God, God's going to tear it down. What happened was Lucifer tried to be like God, so God catched him out of heaven and sent him down away from there and tell you how mad he was. He seen God's new creation 
compassion in man and decided he was going to mess that up. So he comes walking into the garden and starts talking to Eve and saying, the reason God don't want you to eat of this is because he's scared you'll be just like him. He was trying to trick them, trying to trick them up. But you know what the, the saddest thing in this entire thing is? Is Eve knew God. Eve walked with God. Eve knew what was right and what was wrong. But she chose to listen to a, to a lying snake more than she wanted to talk to the God of all creation. I can tell you right now, you might be saying, honey, it's going to apply to me. You better believe it does. Every single one of you, every day of your life, we all have a little snake in our ear trying to tell us what to do. Trying to tell us how we should act. Trying to tell us what we should say and what we should do. And I want you to know right now, don't you listen to that snake today. I don't care what it's saying. I don't care how good it sounds. If it is not God himself talking to you, you don't listen to nothing. You want to know what that snake tells you to do? It tells you to yell back when somebody yells at you. It tells you to cut somebody off in traffic and lay on the horn and cuss them out. The snake will tell you to hate your brother. The snake will tell you to not forgive. But I'm here to tell you, don't you listen to that snake. The first time we ever listened to him, an entire world was turned to hell itself. And I think it's time we start listening for the devil and knowing what he sounds like. That way we don't listen any longer. You want to know the problem in the church is today, mommy? It ain't the sound system or the numbers. No, it's the devil's got his way right inside the church house. It's because we ain't listening for him any longer. We ain't listening for his voice. We let him right in. We open the doors and usher him in. We give him the very first seat. We let him run the church house because we ain't listening like we ought to. That was Adam and Eve's first problem. They weren't listening. They weren't listening. What I want you to realize is, in verse number 1 of Genesis chapter 3, it says that the snake was more subtle than any animal in the garden. You know what that word subtle means, Kenny? It means shrewd. It means crude. It means mischievous, quiet. You know, it's a sneaky little creature. Satan is more subtle than anything. I think the biggest misconception in the world today is I believe a lot of us think Satan's running around with a pitchfork horns and a red skin. That's not who the devil is. If you don't believe me, well, you don't know much about Satan. I'll tell you that much right now. For you know it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. You know, that's what it's saying right there. A lot of times the devil looks real nice. The devil looks real clean and looks real good. But we cannot listen to that devil. You might be saying, Hunter, I don't believe in the devil. Well, do you believe in God? If you don't believe in God, you're in the right place. But if you do believe in God, I want you to tell you, if you believe in God, you better believe in the devil too. It's like believing in one side of a coin and not believing on the other side. That don't make any sense, now does it? That's just not how things work, you know. If there's evil, there's got to be good. If there's a good God, there's got to be an evil devil. Do you understand me today? We're sitting in the... 
It says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, For be sober and be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Ben, I want you to understand, Satan is very, very real today. If you don't believe me, go turn on the news or go call your aunt and your uncle and see what's going wrong in their lives. And I can tell you, Satan is very, very real. You're probably saying, Hunter, the devil can't make me do anything. You're absolutely right, but he'll make it really, really hard to say no. I know right now in my family I have situations I have a devil's fingerprints all over it. I know right now I'm, as I'm speaking in my own aunts and my uncles, the devil's got his hands all in their lives messing them up. I know I have an uncle right now out on drugs somewhere because he's listening to the wrong voice. I know right now I have cousins and aunts out there not going to church and out there not in the will of God because they're listening to the wrong voice, Kenny. I can tell you right now we got to listen, Josh. We gotta keep our eyes open and start listening to what the devil sounds like. Cause he ain't gonna be running around with no pitchfork and horns, uh, throwing people in the hell. That ain't what he's gonna be doing, Joey. No, that's not how the devil works, though. He lies to you with things that sound so good. No, he lies to you with things that sound so right. No, the devil lies to you with the things that sound easy. The devil is subtle today, and it's time that we listen to what he's trying to say. We know to avoid him. What I want y'all to realize first and foremost is that whatever the devil tells you to do will always be contrary to the word of God. We find in verse number three, God told Adam and Eve, do not eat of this tree is what he said. God said, whatever you do, you can do whatever you want. Do not eat of this tree. And the devil came along and said, but why? You know, that's the devil's biggest thing right there, Kenny. He'll say, but why? But why? He'll say all these little questions that seem to make so much sense until you go into the Word of God and you really start looking. I tell you, that's what it was right there. You can tell with the devil's voice because it's the exact opposite of what the Word of God tells you to do. That's exactly what it says. I know right now I go to a, I go to a Christian college. You're probably thinking, well, Hunter, there's a lot of good Christians at that college. There sure are, but there's also a whole lot of things, I'll tell you that much. And I ain't judging nobody, but you can judge them by their fruit, Kenny. That's how I see it. I, you can tell a lot about somebody's faith by the way that they're living. And I know right now I have a lot of people up there who every night they do the exact same thing. They'll go find some girl and do some things that are ungodly in the eyes of the Lord Almighty. And then after that, they'll go and get a beer and get drunk out of their mind and do things that are ungodly in the eyes of the Lord God Almighty. You're probably thinking, why do they do these things? I I asked them one time, Josh, I said, why do you do these things? And they said, well, it feels good. Well, it makes me happy. Well, there ain't nothing wrong with a liar right there. You want to know how I know it's wrong? You want to know how I know it's a sin, Emily? It's because the Word of God says it's a sin. And if you ain't doing the Word of God, then you're in sin. If the Bible says drunkenness is a sin, then getting drunk's a sin. If the Bible says fornication's a sin, and sleeping around outside of marriage is a sin. I just how it is that they sin is sin. We can't let things in any longer. That's the problem, Kenny. We've let things in for long enough. We open the door for hell itself to enter the church house. I know the other day I was listening to a sermon the preacher was talking about. How and the preacher was 
transgender. You know that, Kenny? He was transgender behind a pulpit. Oh, man, how good it was to be changed. And all I could think was, no, you're in sin, first of all. And secondly, you ain't no man of God. You ain't even a woman of God. I don't even know what you are. But I know you're not right. I know you're not doing the will of the Lord because the Word of God says one thing. And if you're not doing the will of God, then you're in sin. You're probably saying, well, Hunter, how do I know? How do I know what God says? How do I know what God wants me to do? Wouldn't it be awesome if we had a book that had all of God's commands in it? Wouldn't that be awesome, wouldn't it? Gosh, imagine how much good we could do if we... Just think about that. Okay, so you just... You know, I'm just... Oh, we're just thinking about that. The Lord God Almighty who knows everything in the universe. Everything. Man, it'd be nice if He told us what to do sometimes. I tell you, wouldn't that be nice? I wish there was some way we can know what God wants us to do. Oh gosh, I'll get this book out of the way. I can't seem to figure it out. I, what do we do? Does anybody know? Oh yes, this thing. Do you know what this is? This is the Holy Word of God Almighty Himself. You're asking me, how do I know what God wants me to do? Open His book and see. We got some people, we like to assume what God thinks. How about we get done assuming and we start studying and reading ourselves? Because you want to know what I found since I started studying the Word of God? I have found truth. I found peace and deliverance. I found strength in the Holy Word of God. Because when the devil comes at me with lies, I meet him with truth. And I'm not talking about what CNN says, what Fox News says. I'm the the holy truth of God Almighty. And that's how we got to meet the devil. Open your Bibles, my friends. You wonder why your lives are falling apart? It's because you don't know the Lord at all. You know him when you're on your knees, but that's the only time you talk to when you got saved. You ain't never opened his book. You ain't never read his word. You wonder why your life's falling apart apart because you have not been seeking the face of God. The devil knows which Christians to get out. He gets at the Christians who devil whose books are covered in dust. He gets at the devils. He gets at the Christians whose closets are full of cobwebs and are never in there praying. The devil gets at the Christians the last time they were in church was on Easter Sunday. Last year. Am I doubting their salvation? Absolutely not, but I am doubting their strength. Alright, I want to give you all another example. You know, whenever we, I, I was playing basketball the other day at school. And uh, you know what I know what position they had me playing Ben? I was the center. You wanna know what a center is? That's like Shaq. You know Shaq? That's like, that's like, you know, that's a big dude. He's like seven feet. They want the big guys down in the paint being playing center. You know who played center? Me. I was down there. I was, I had my legs out. I was in my defensive position. I was ready. And anything I know, I, I had to match up with the guy, the other center. You know how big he was? Six foot seven. 257 pounds. And I was down low. I'm like, please, Lord God. Take me out of here before he comes down here. <laughs> and I think he just kept coming at me. I, I bet he scored 87 points that day. 
I mean it. I have my hands up. I can do what I want. I can jump as high as I want. But if I'm not built to take that on, Kenny, I'm just not built like that. I ain't built for sports, period, let alone being down low trying to guard your kill on him. That ain't going to work. If I think Hunter wants this have to do with anything, the devil knows you're not big enough. That's why. You're trying to play a position that's for God to play. You're trying, to, you're trying to, to, to defend yourself, and that's not your job. You need to have somebody down there bigger than the devil, and you by yourself, you ain't big enough, Kenny. You aren't strong enough. You aren't wise enough. You aren't big or bad enough. You can't take on the devil. The devil's coming at all of you someday. If he ain't at you right now, he be at you sooner or later. And that's why you've got to get the big dog on your side. You've got to get somebody who can match up, not just match up. You need somebody that's bigger and stronger than the devil. And there's only one person who's that big and that strong. And that is the Lord God Almighty. And that's why you need to be hitting your knees. That's why you need to be praying. That's why you need to be seeking the face of God because you aren't big enough. Only God is. Only God is strong. Only God can help you. And if you don't seek the face of God, you will be overwhelmed. That's just how it is. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 says, Study to show thyself approved. Study the word of God. Hit your knees. Seek His face. Learn who God is if you really want to overcome. Else you just be overran. The second thing I want us to realize, first of all, you can tell it's Satan's words because they'll be the exact opposite of what God says. And secondly, Satan tells us to follow what we see. In verse number 6 it said, And when the woman saw the tree was good for food, she saw it. She saw it was good. She forgot all about what God said. She forgot all about how God said don't eat that tree. All she could do was look and say, man, that's a nice looking apple or a nice looking pear. That's a nice looking whatever it is. And she forgot all about the word of God, all about what God told her. And I'll tell you right now, do not follow what you see. For we do not walk by sight, for we walk by faith, praise God. I can tell you right now, there have been times in my life I didn't know how my life was going to work out, but I had faith in God and praise God Almighty, it worked out. I tell you, the devil told me, Hunter, it ain't going to work. I tell you right now, I, you know, y'all know my Prius, right, my Prius. I used to drive that thing before the head gasket exploded. And you want to know what was in my mind? It was saying, sell it, get rid of it. You don't need it. Yeah, it's just wasting space at the house. And I wanted to get rid of it. I did. I did. But you know what? I told my daddy, I said, Dad, let's sell that thing. Let's sell it. It's a nice vehicle, but I don't have the money to fix that head gasket. You know what I mean, Joey? And I said, Daddy, I just get rid of it. And they said, no, we're not. Money's going to come from somewhere. The money to fix it was going to come from somewhere. And all I could think was, where's it coming from? I don't see any money lying around. I don't see anybody wanting to donate a head gasket. I don't see anything that's going to work out. And finally, I said, God, if it's your will, I trust you to take care of it. And then last week, I got an email from the school saying, y'all are luckily going to be receiving $1,500. I tell you what. I couldn't help but think, thank God Almighty. I did not know where it was coming from, Ben, but I knew it was, and praise
Praise God, it came. After a while, I had to stop living by what I saw and start living by what I felt. And when I mean feelings, I don't mean my heart. I mean my faith in God Almighty. I want you to know that if everything's falling apart, that's okay. If nothing's working out, that's okay. If you don't know where your life's going, that's okay. Have faith in God and He'll take care of the rest. For it says in the Word of God in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. I think that's the moral of the story right there. You know it? Lean not unto thine own understanding. That should be enough right there. People, they, I think the problem with a lot of people, we get too smart. Well, we get so smart that we get, that we get ignorant. We get so smart up here that we down here we grow dumb. In our souls, we forget that what's important. I tell you right now, I don't know a lot of nothing. I've been at school, and it's a Bible. It's a Christian school, you know. And I'll have people, they'll start talking in Bible classes. They'll start saying, yeah, Hunter, all this stuff about Calvinism, predestination, Arminianism, glorification, all I can know what I said in the first day of school. I said, Hunter, what, what, what kind of, what's your theology? What's your theological standpoint? And I was like, huh, well, one guy said, I'm a Reformed Calvinist. Another guy said, I'm a Lutheran Presbyterian. Another guy said, he's a, I can't remember what he said, Glory. He said, I'm a, I'm a Northeastern Southern Presbyterian First Church in my St. Mary Seventh-day Adventist Baptist Pentecostal believer. I said, well, what in tarnation is this place? And I got to me and they said, Hunter, what are you? At that point, we had Baptists, Pentecostals, we had it all. You know what I said? I said, I believe in Jesus Christ. I said, I, I believe that He died for my sins that day at Calvary. Amen. And I believe after three days in the grave He arose again. Amen. And I believe He arose into heaven and I believe someday He's coming back. And I believe down in my soul I've been covered by His blood and I've been set free. I tell you right now, I don't need to see what kind of name is on your door for me to love you. I don't have to see what kind of Bible you carry for me to love you. I don't have to see what the color of your skin is for me to love you. No, all I gotta do to love you is love him first and foremost. I ain't never seen that man. I can tell you right now, my best friend, I ain't never seen him, but I talk to him every day. I tell you, I ain't never touched his body, but we have a sleepover every night. He's the last one I talk to before I go to bed. He's the first one I talk to when I wake up. I want you to know my best friend, he ain't in my phone, praise God, but he's with me everywhere I go. I can't see him, but praise God, I know he's there. I can't find, I ain't felt his hand, but I feel his touch every day of my soul. I know God is real. I know he is, praise God. I may not know everything, but I know enough to know this, that God is good, praise God. He is so good, he sends only begotten son to die for us that day at Calvary. My life may not work out, but praise God Almighty, my attorney's already figured out. I praise God Almighty, my my love may not be great, but my attorney's going to be amazing. For I will be with him forever and ever and ever. And that's all I need to know. 
I may not be the wisest, but praise God I'm saved. I may not be the smartest, but praise God I'm born again. I may not be the biggest or the baddest, but praise God Almighty, I know God. The devil will tell you to follow what you see. I tell you to, to believe in what you don't. And trust in what you can't even touch. First of all, the devil, we can tell it's his voice because his words be different than the word of God. Secondly, he'll tell us to follow what we see. And finally, I'm about to make everybody in this house mad. Are you ready, Kenny? The devil will tell us to follow our heart. You heard that? Follow our heart. Go where your heart leads you. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, where the heart is deceitful above all things. You know what the biggest thing that will lead you astray? It's your heart. Why? Because it's carnal, that's right. It's a part of a carnal body, a sinful person. And the only thing you can truly trust is God. Let's go back to verse number 6. And it said that she seen that the tree was a tree to be desired. She felt like, Eve felt like she needed that tree. You don't follow your heart and you sure don't follow your feelings. Alright? I know Emily the other day, we, we were discussing something. And she said, you know what, Hunter, I'm sick and tired of. And I said, what are you sick and tired of, Emily? She said, I am. And she don't sound like this, of course, but I'm not about to try to do an impersonation up here. So, uh, she said, I am sick and tired of saying how I feel. I'm like, what do you mean? She said, either I know it or I don't know it. And I ain't going to say nothing what I feel like this. And she, then she said, I just feel like this is a good idea. And I'm like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> The moral of that story is your feelings don't mean nothing. There have been a lot of people who died and felt like they were good enough who are burning in hell right now. There were a lot of people who, who died and felt like they did enough writing their name on a book in a church house. And they're right down with, there with Satan right now. I want you to know right now, Satan never has your best intentions at heart. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much you think the devil loves you. First of all, if you, if you think that, I don't know what to tell you. He's a liar and the chief of it. Everything he says is a lie. He has one goal for every lie he plants. That's to lead you straight to hell. That's an entire... He knows he's a loser. He knows he's going to get defeated that day at Calvary. He knows he's already been defeated. He knows he's going to be defeated at the end of the world. And I'll tell you what the devil wants. He wants to take everybody down with him that he can. That's what it is, Kenny. He don't want to go out by himself, so he's taking everybody down with him. And he tried to get me. And he almost had me. But then God happened. And God saved my soul and set me free. I remember when I was starting school. And I, you want to know what everybody told me when I was starting college? Everybody, I mean everyone. They said, Hunter, we have some advice for you in college. There was a bunch of people, they said, if you ever never do anything else in your life, do this. I thought they were getting ready to lay down some, you know, great spiritual food for me. You know what they said, Ben? They said, follow your heart. That's that they're thinking. That sounds like a good idea. So I got down and I started thinking, what makes my heart happy? You want to know what makes my heart happy? $150,000 a year. 
That makes my heart very happy. I'm looking at jobs, and I'm like, ooh, I like this career. I like this job. Oh, glory, I want to have the worst day of my life. And Daddy says I'm lazy. No, no, I ain't lazy. I don't have to do nothing. Go to school for four years, get out of there. I'll be living it up. But you want to know something? Every single one of them made my heart into somersaults. There was one thing none of them gave me, Joy. It's peace. Peace that passed all understanding. And finally, we got there a few weeks ago. Had a my advisor. And they said, Hunter, what are you going to major in? And I started thinking, okay, this makes a lot of money. Okay, this requires the least amount of schooling. Okay, but this one's really easy. You know what I decided on? Christian Ministries is my major. You know what everybody told me when I first said that? It was really sweet, by the way. They said, what in the world are you doing, Hunter? I remember that, Emily. I remember like it was yesterday. They said, what are you doing picking that? Do you know where you're going to work at? Nope. Do you know how much money you're going to make? Absolutely not. It's kind of difficult. It's not too bad. I'll be honest with you. It ain't too difficult, but I love it. They said, Hunter, why would you make the decision? Don't you know you're not going to make money? Don't you know you might not have a big fancy house? Don't you know you won't be rich? Don't you know you ain't even guaranteed a job? But you know what I said? But God said. I, after a while, being it hit me. It didn't matter what I was feeling on the inside. I only found peace in one thing. And I'll tell you what I found peace and most about it, that I don't know nothing about it. I have nothing to stress about because everything's in God's hands. The entire situation is in God's hands. And as far as careers go, well, praise God, I don't care what I make. I know what I'm going to be, though. I'm going to be a born-again believer. I'm going to be a preacher of God's Word, if nothing else. And I don't care what that means for my finances. I know I belong to God, and I know He'll take care of me. I don't care if I make $20 an hour or $20,000. i am saved and God takes care of His. I know right now I'm going to die exactly what I am today. A preacher of the Word of God. And praise God Almighty, that brings me more peace in my soul than anything else in this world. I don't need no money when I got God. I don't need any big house when I'm living His house forever and ever. I don't need the things this world when I am promised the riches of heaven. We don't need this world, my friends. Not any longer. All we need is God. And you know what? People in this world, when you look at them and say, all I want, all I need is God, they're going to look at you and say you're foolish. And when they say that, you better start hitting your knees and praising God because you're right. This world will tell you everything in the world and go against the Word of God because it does not want you to follow the Word of God. So if your soul tells you one thing and every other person in the world tells you another, you follow your soul every time. Not your heart, your soul. You hit your knees and you seek the face of God. And whatever He tells you to do, that's what you do. Because that's the only way you ever find real peace in this life. But finally, let's take this back to where, we all, where it all began. In the garden. Man fell. And man had no hope. And then God, he said, where are you, Adam and Eve? And they came out and they were hiding in behind fig trees. And they said, we were ashamed. We were naked. And God said, who told you that you were naked? 
And he knew. He knew that they sinned. He knew it. You know what he did? He said, out of the seed of this woman, I'll produce someone who will crush the head of that serpent. Out of the seed of this woman, I'll make somebody who will get rid of that old deceiver. I'll make somebody, I'll get, send you someone who will make it that way you don't have to listen to these lies any longer. A few hundred generations later, in a city called Bethlehem, a Savior was born unto us Amen. out of the womb of a virgin. And that man's name was a wonderful counselor, king of kings, prince of peace. And he was the lion of the pride of Judah. He is the Alpha and the Omega in the beginning and the end. And praise God Almighty, that man's name was Jesus Christ. He was born of Mary the Virgin, and his earthly father's name was Joseph. He was raised by his earthly father to be a carpenter, but he knew he had a higher calling than that. After 30 years, he stepped out into the ministry, and he walked down to the River Jordan, and he seen John the Baptist baptizing, and John baptized him in the River Jordan. And John the Baptist said, I saw the Holy Spirit just sitting like a dove upon that man. And you want to know what he did after that? He went to all the countries around him, and he raised a man named Lazarus from the dead. He walked in the Sea of Galilee and raised Peter out of the water. He fed the 5,000. He raised the dead. He gave sight to the blind. He found legion and said, I set you free. He did all these wonderful things. Then he went to the Garden of Gethsemane and he prayed for you and for me. He went to the upper room and he had his last supper and he broke the bread and he drank the wine. And after that he got beat and he got flogged and he got beat for our transgression. But following that, he was drugged up the Mount Calvary been. He was drug up to a cross that was built for us and he was hung up there and he had a nail driven in his hands and in his feet. He had a crown of thorn placed upon his head and he was given vinegar to drink and finally he said it is finished and I, that man died. But when he died that day Kenny, he actually gave all of us life. That's what Jesus did. He did all that. To defeat Satan one last time. And after Jesus died, I said there was no bigger party in hell than Good Friday. You know that, Kenny? There was no bigger party in hell than the hours following them six hours on the cross. And as Satan laid upon his throne down there, all he could say was, we've done it, we've done it, we've done it. We've got rid of the Son of God. But then Sunday came. Sunday came. And victory that seemed so assured for Satan on Friday was completely erased by the victorious and risen Son of God. That is Jesus Christ Almighty. And that day, He bought for us something greater than this entire world can give us. He gave us all eternal life through His death, His burial, and His resurrection. 
And praise God Almighty, that devil's a liar. He said that King, he said that Son of God wouldn't ever get up again. But praise God Almighty, you go to Jerusalem today, you go in that tomb, there won't be nobody. You won't find no hair, you won't find any bone, you won't find any blood. All you're going to find is an empty slab where a body once laid. All you find is a hole in the wall where a stone used to be. And all you'll find is an empty hole inside of a rock where the Son of God lay for three days. But praise God Almighty. He reigns, He reigns, He reigns. He's alive today and forevermore. It ain't nothing ever going to change that. I can tell you right now, I don't have to listen to that devil any longer. I don't have to listen to that subtle, that subtle serpent any longer. I have been born again by the blood of the Lamb. I have been set free and I'm on my way to heaven. And nothing matters to me anymore than seeing the face of my Savior. That's the end of this story. But the beginning of a whole new one. Sin's reign of terror on this world ended that day at Calvary. And praise God Almighty. It's real. It's real. It's real and it's real. Jesus is real. God is real. Eternal life is real. Salvation is real. This begs the question, is there anyone out there who don't know the Lord as Savior? there be any at all, why don't you come and know Him as Lord today? Hunter, I don't know how. I'll tell you how. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Amen. Repent of your sins and believe on what He did for you that day at the Calvary and believe in His resurrection and you shall be saved. To be any out there today who wants to be saved, you can come today and receive his wonderful gift. Mm-hmm. Don't let that devil lie to you. Today is a day of salvation. Right. Woefully learned the devil's a liar, but praise God Almighty, Jesus is the truth. Come and be saved today in Jesus' name. If y'all would. Uh, Bow your heads lower the house if you can. I don't know why the Lord laid this on my heart, but it's only right to do it. Will there be any out there that's lost and undone? Is there any out there who don't know the Lord as Savior? I've been to church my entire life. I've read the book. I've been done the studies. I've been to Sunday school. Okay, but do you know the Lord? If you could, by simply lifting up your hand, let me know so I can be praying for you. Is there any out there that's not going to... If you were to die right now, where would you go? Heaven with God or hell with the devil? If you can't tell me right now and tell me exactly where you're going, then you don't know. Check the confines of your heart. Are there any out there that's lost and undone? Are there any out there who don't know the Lord? If you could, just slip up your hand and let me know and I'll be praying for you. Are there any out there that's lost and undone? Ask me standing all over this field. His altar is open. Now they come and get us a song.
His altar is open to anyone who needs to come and pray. To those of you who are saved, come and pray. If you have nothing else to pray about, come and pray for the lost. Come and seek the face of God today, won't you? In Jesus' name, come and be saved. As they sing, as authors, I want you to come in Jesus' name. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make